The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. week but that's my fault I'm still trying to perfect my time management skills last week uh, my growing a little baby she had like this spontaneous growth spurt so it was hard for me to record because She wouldn't go to sleep. And when she don't go to sleep, I don't go to sleep. And then I'm walking around looking like a zombie and I'm irritable and I'm eating too much. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's one of the joys of motherhood. You know, when your baby goes through a spurt, a growth spurt, you know. You gotta like gotta roll with the punches, and so that's why I missed y'all last week. But look, I have so much we need to talk about because fuckery is amongst us. So I don't know if I'm gonna split this up into two episodes or if I should make this one long ass episode i might do it into two because i felt like there's so much content and i, I don't want to like rush myself because sometimes i have a tendency to do that because i was like reading stuff and you know i'm in like these podcast groups and everything and people be talking about their podcast for you for like two hours or an hour and 40 minutes and I'm like, do y'all niggas really want me to talk for that long? Like, I don't think I want to talk for that long. Because it's like, it's, um, I would talk that long if I had, like, special guests on. And FYI, I'm definitely working on it. Um, there's some really interesting people I would love to have a conversation with. Last time I tried to do it, I had some technical difficulty. So once I solve all of that, I definitely want to bring people in so we can have like a, a really interesting, you know, energy and conversation about the shit we talk about here. But, um, personally myself, just talking to y'all, I don't want to talk to y'all for two, three hours straight because, that's a long ass time and you know I don't want to feel like I'm being redundant and I don't want to feel like I'm talking to myself because like I don't want y'all to know that I talk to myself I'd rather just talk to myself with nobody listening <laughs> if that makes sense okay so first things first um There's going to be a clip in this episode um, from Pod and Live in NYC with uh, 
though happened uh, a couple weeks ago. Remember, I was talking about meeting y'all. I met some of y'all at Pod and Live NYC um, with T with uh, Queen and Jay. And so I'm going to upload that in this episode so y'all can hear my interview with Fly. And um, shout out to the Loud Network who came to make sure that everyone got interviewed and, you know, they produced the segment. So it was really cool. There's actually another event for black podcasters coming up for Juneteenth. Black as hell. Always. That's what we like. That's what we love. Um, It's coming up. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go. I will keep you all posted if I am. But this weekend is um, my honey's birthday. So I will be in Philly for the Roots Picnic. Hating um, near the Joe Button podcast. I don't, I don't understand how y'all let that nigga cook, but whatever. I'll be over there talking shit, hating. <laughs> Not really hating, but I'm just, I'm really over him. Like, I've been over him for like at least a good part of the last decade. And I just don't understand how y'all let the nigga cook, but hey, you know, Whatever. He been canceled to me. You know what? Let me tell y'all a story. The time I met Joe Button in person. And when I say met, I don't mean like... I I would say in passing. Because it was definitely in passing. Um, You know, I didn't have a conversation with him. You know, I'm pretty sure if he saw me again, he wouldn't know who I was. Like, again, it was in passing. But this was several moons ago and I was um, working with NFL players at the time and I was on like public relations with NFL players and some social media stuff and um, I it was football players usually have off on a Tuesday no well from what I remember Football players who didn't have a game on Monday um, will be off on a Tuesday. So a lot of them will party like on Monday nights if they don't have a game. Sometimes Tuesday nights. It really depends. But usually the beginning of the week is when they will party. Um, So at this particular time, I was working with a uh, New York NFL player um and he you know he was this it was his first year in the in the league and you know how new niggas with money act right they get them some jewelry they get them some fly clothes and they you know went up a party with the flyest chicks they could get so I, uh, they would call me, right? And they'll let me know I'm coming into town. I'm staying at this hotel. You know, I want to party. You know, I want to go to a, a live club. You know, I want bottles. I want women. 
<laughs> and I need to go shopping. And I would arrange all that, you know? I would reach out to party promoters and I'll be like, hey, you know, who y'all got in y'all club this particular night? I want to bring these particular people, you know, what kind of VIP service can we get? You know, I would check all the boxes, you know, cross all the T's, dot all the I's, you know, do what I had to do. So uh, this one particular weekday, um, I want to say it was a strengths a straight stunting magazine party i don't know if all y'all remember that magazine straight stunting it was like a k-slay booty magazine um and this particular night this promoter was like hey you know it's gonna be these girls here so i let them know and they was all the way with it of course and uh went there and I don't know what this chick name was. All I remember is she was from Atlanta. And she's definitely a model slash dancer. I think. I forgot her name though. But anyway. So she was there. And I remember I remember us walking in. And they took us straight to VIP. And uh, the chick, I guess she was like on the cover or she had like a centerfold in the in the magazine that they were promoting. I think it was like, um, I don't remember the issue. I just know it was, again, a booty magazine. So um, she had the magazine in her hand and she walked up to my client and she turned to the page where she was like ass naked and she was like, this is me. <laughs> She said, this is me. And I remember the look on his face. And I remember the look on her face. And she was on him all night long. It was the wildest shit. And so anyway, so, you know, girls kept trying to, like, talk to him and stuff like that. Because it's, like, so easy to spot a football player in a club. Like, because they are always extra. They, They all stand out. Not just because they big, but they like, they're intentionally flashy for no reason. Even when they're not trying to be like, who is this nigga? So that's how people like treat them. So, um, so yeah, so she was on him all night and like a bunch of girls was, you know, on him or trying to get to him and the, the players that were like in our to watch for the evening and I remember I saw Joe Buttons and this was like November this is definitely during the season so this was like around November-ish and I remember Joe Button had on a wife beater some like tore up dingy jeans and some I don't know if he had on Tim's or sneakers I can't remember but I just know he looked real like he looked like he just woke up like you know like those cartoon characters or scenes where they try to emphasize someone being drunk and like 
isolated for like several days so like their beard is really dark their beards growing in is all scruffy looking and their hair is all tousled and like they would be wearing like a bathrobe all day that's kind of like how he looked and I remember like he was with a light-skinned chick so par for the course and uh yeah and he just looked really bad like I don't know if that was like during his you know his like junkie years or whatever but he was all the way bad and then like the stories about him um beating his ex-girl and making her miscarry and you know I don't watch Love and Hip Hop New York it's really hard to watch the Love and Hip Hop uh series like I watch reality TV like y'all know I love Real Housewives of Potomac and Atlanta and I'm really into the Braxtons now and I think that's about it I think and Basketball Wives but I cannot get into Love and Hip Hop especially New York it's just too cringe worthy for me it's like Ooh, it just make my skin crawl and the fact that Joe Button has somehow rebranded himself as like the voice of reason it's like you know how trash you have to be for this nigga to be the voice of reasoning so yeah I don't fuck with it it's just really weird or uncomfortable to watch especially watching he's like 40 something years old and you know his latest baby mama is like in her early 20s and I did see a clip where she was like trying to express her dealing with postpartum depression and he just basically you know flips her off and from what I understand that they are not together anymore so I just don't see it for him at all like he can go jump off a clip but I say all that to say Y'all niggas still listen to him and give him all, give him all the, you know, space in the world to do whatever the fuck he does. And he's going to be at the Roots picnic and I'm going to be there. Uh, also, the Reed is going to have a stage and they're going to be there. But yeah, I'll be in the back hating on Joe Button because, you know, you know, that's what the fuck I do. You trash. And I'm just going to be in the background saying trash. Trash as take trash. That's going to be me. So if you hear any issues, then you know who it was because it is definitely premeditated. Speaking of other trash niggas. Yo. <laughs> y'all let me tell you when I saw this clip and I read this article I forgot it was on, what website it was on it was on some trash website I wanted to record right then and there because I had a slew of jokes so uh, the prince of paper whatever fuck he called himself the pan Africanist of garbage that's what he is the hotel warrior known as Dr. Umar Johnson, who has me blocked on Twitter, might I add. So I got Tariq Nasheed blocked me and Umar Johnson blocked me. 
I am like the motherfucking hotel warrior princess. God damn it. I'm killing all of them tweet by tweet. But anyway, so he was recording a video and you know, Umar, old nigga. Well, at least he act like an old nigga because he act like he don't know how technology works, especially when it comes to like cell phones and shit like that. Like we saw him, I think it was like a year or so ago where he was like screaming at somebody on YouTube or something. And then he tried to act like his phone was ringing and it was a flip phone. And then like it actually rang when he was acting like he was still on it. Like he's a weirdo. So in this video clip, he is like talking about he needs, you know, alpha men to send their resumes in for some scamming shit he's trying to do or whatever. And like he, I guess he flipped the phone the wrong way or he dropped the phone or something. And when he did that, <laughs> the world saw his complete hoarding of living quarters like he looked like he lived in like one of those amazon homes like you know those little homes they sell on amazon that you can just like put in a tractor and take it wherever you want to take it with you like it looked like one big room this nigga had a big body tv and i ain't talking about like a flat screen he had like one of them dinosaur back tvs in the house you know how old that tv has to be like i don't even know if they still make those big ass big body tvs anymore but he had one and i bet you it had a dvd uh player in it too it looked like one of those dvd tv combos and he had like <laughs> he had like boxes of paper and newspaper everywhere make it look like fucking Look like a excerpt from like Sanford and son. Like it was just dirty as shit. He looked like a dirty nigga though. Cause like, you know, hotel niggas don't wash their ass. So him being dirty is not uh is not really surprising. You know, he tried to play it off like, oh, I'm moving to Delaware. Nigga, we don't give a fuck where you move in. You fucking bum. <sighs> and you know what? I'm not saying this because I'm like the most tidiest person because I'm not. I have a kid. I would get sleepy and I really sometimes have a hard time with my time management and my child and adulting. But look, some look after a while, my brain can't process because if everything around me is in disorder my brain starts to like be in disorder as well. So, you know, I can only tolerate for so long, but his shit looked like it been like that for years. Like he lives like a cat lady without cats. Like he just got random shit everywhere. You know, I was like, what the fuck he going to say? He got those boxes, school supplies, which explains why he had, he was trying to walk into a video and that old broke down ass, no electricity ass, no water ass, house on the prairie ass school he broke into talking about this is the future. Like this dude is a whole scammer and I live, I legitimately think he has like a mental illness. Like I'm not even trying to be funny. It might sound funny, but I'm so serious. Like he is like Trump level of weirdo.
Like he is just so removed from reality. But the fact that he has scammed niggas out of so much money and they continue to give him money makes me think that niggas like being scammed. Like niggas will pay for hope, even though this hope never comes to, you know, reality never comes to a past niggas like paying for hope niggas like shit that sounds good niggas will pay and will fund black patriarchy as long as it feels like it is something that will continue to solidify their wrong fucked up ashy beliefs that's why Louis Farrakhan still kicking that's why he out here getting all the praise like we all know that nigga got a hand he had a hand in getting Malcolm X assassinated but you know what he talks shit about women he talks shit about Jewish people he talks shit about you know, other marginalized people. And because, you know, going back to my original, you know, argument, black people are fundamentally conservative. This is the type of shit that, you know, gets praised. This is what gets acknowledged. And this is what gets, you know, the most views and, you know, it's fucked up. So, you know, back to Jermaine Shoebaker. AKA Umar Johnson, his dirty ass house, filthy ass house. House is a whole fucking fire hazard. <laughs> this nigga had boxes of plain paper. Like, you know, those boxes you put in, you got have like in, uh, printing paper. He had his boxes full of printing paper with no fucking facts, no fucking prints or anywhere. Just a big ass box television. Like, you know, he need fucking rabbit ears to get that shit working. He probably got VHSs everywhere. <sighs> oh, man. Severely disappointed. Severely, severely disappointed. But you know what? Niggas still eat it up. Even though he was getting clowned on the internet. I mean, they was clowning him. Niggas came out with their capes. As always, because, you know, dun, 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 got a cape for a fuck, nigga. Always. So, I hope y'all, uh, that was hilarious as hell to me. Hilarious. So, I hope y'all, um, enjoy this clip of me being interviewed. That's gonna go in here. I hope y'all like it. And, um, yeah, I am excited that Game of Thrones is finally over. Um, I was, I knew we was gonna have to talk about it and I knew it was gonna be some bullshit. So let me tell you, I was, I have been reading spoilers about the final season of Game of Thrones for the past two years. And I would say out of all the spoilers, I would say maybe only a third of it was correct maybe a quarter but it wasn't a lot it wasn't like half 
a lot of, I've read a lot of good fan fiction that was marked as spoilers, but I am disappointed in the last season. Like I didn't understand why they needed to do a two hour doc. That could have been two more fucking episodes, but whatever. You know, D and D just wanna they just wanna hurry up, get Game of Thrones over with with shows and the writing. Just so they can write there. They got that whole racist what the fuck is that shit they trying to do? That whole racist I think it's like a waste a racist Western story they're working on or some silly ass shit like that. But anyway, the final episode, nothing made sense. I mean, certain things made sense, but a lot of things just still felt open-ended. And I kind of knew, even without reading the spoilers, that there would be some things open-ended. And because you want to, you know, you want to be able to finish Game of Thrones, um, at least George R.R. Martin, you want to have it open-ended because, you know, he hasn't finished the books yet. So you want to leave like a lot of possibilities and relate whenever the books come out to, um, to the end of the show. You know, I think personally that he's going to pull, you know, like a Prince move and he's going to, he has these books that he's just not going to release until he's like dead. So he doesn't have to like face the criticism because you know, when you're dead, like people amplify your shit even more. So, so I mean, I'm not wishing death upon him, but I'm just saying like, I would be surprised if like he somehow like dies and then like, Oh, he's finished this book or these books are done or these, you know, these stories are completed or incompleted, but I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. So we'll have to see what the real ending of Game of Thrones should be. And, you know, I mean, according to the writers, you know, George R. R. Martin gave them like a guideline you know, like bullet points, this happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens, and I guess Brynn gets the throne. But I would have, I would have liked some more, you know, kind of like ironic moments in a way. You know, I would have really, I would accept Brand as the as the king of the six kingdoms if he was like the future version of the next Night King. That would have been cool. I would like to see if, you know, if the dragons laid any eggs, you know, for the future house of Tar Targaryen. Because, you know, John is still a Targaryen. And if he doesn't die, you know, he can still have kids because he's like beyond the wall. Um, oh, shit, so he is behind the wall. Who's to say, you know, he won't catch any more, you know, uh, uh, you know, no, any more whites out there. You know, we never know. It could be, you never know. There's like a whole lot of scenarios and possibilities and fantasy shit. We don't know. But, um, it was kind of like, I guess they want to call it bittersweet with Game of Thrones, the last episode, but it was like underwhelming to me. Like, if I wanted to, like, 
re-watch Game of Thrones, I definitely would not probably watch the last season after episode three. Because I don't feel like it was like really powerful enough. Like it was just kind of boring. Not really boring, but it was just like, it wasn't as exciting and it wasn't as, you know, it was, it was highly anticipated. It just wasn't exciting enough for me. So I would definitely probably just stick to, uh, episodes one through six for the most part. Speaking of things that get me excited. Have y'all heard that new Innocent Pack? I am in love with it. I think it's so dope. I like all the tracks. Of course, I'm fucking with the beats. I was actually watching. Um, he has like some new live content. Um, uh, I forgot. I forgot what channel it was, but he had did like some live studio um, concert in New York City and it's fucking dope I fucks with him a long way you know who album I really want to hear I really 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 want to hear some new big baby drama I think it's about time I feel like he's not appreciated enough as a as an artist and as a musician and as a songwriter I feel like he's not appreciated enough like like he only has like a million subscribers on YouTube or something like that. Like I feel like he's like T Pain, but a lot more soulfuler. Like he's from Virginia, he can sing, he can rap, and he has this version of uh, Outkast. He did a he did a um rendition of prototype it is so so dope and it's so beautiful like oh my god it is super super beautiful i love it it's it's probably one of the best renditions renditions of prototype i've actually ever heard i love it so much i can't i hope he comes out with another album so if anybody knows drum let him know that I am his biggest fan. I love his music. I love his voice. I like him. I like to hear him rap and sing. Your favorite. Your Drake could never. Sorry, Drake fans. I just gotta be honest. Drake could never. He could never be like Big Baby Drum. You know, never, 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 ever, ever. So. On that note, you're going to right now, you're going to check out the interview I did at Podden Live NYC. And then after that interview, you're going to hear my review for Tuka and Birdie on Netflix. All right. So I will talk to y'all at another date. All right. Later. I'm Don DeLorente. I'm Dee Dee I'm Magnum Blanc. And we're the host of The WrestleCast. You can catch us right here on the CSBN each and every Friday as we provide your pro wrestling commentary with cover. So, Rosa Sparks, first of all, your name is dope. Thank you. You're welcome. 
So tell me a little bit about your podcast. And first of all, is this your first time here at the Pod and Live NYC? It is my first time Ooh. here. Um, I met Jay. Uh, we were doing a panel together at Women's in Comics. And she's actually part of my Facebook group, My Superheroes of Black. Nice. So um, I knew her face before, but I didn't know who she was. But then we did a panel together. Uh, we kind of connected, and I started listening to her podcast. Uh, and then it just, I'm here. <laughs> nice. Nice. So tell me about, uh, first of all, you dainty thug. Dainty thug. That is very, very clever. So I want to know more about your podcast <laughs> and why that name. Um, because it was the perfect description for my personality. You know, I have like a very soft-spoken tone to my yeah. voice, but I'm very known to like curse people out and get ready to fight. Like I'm oh, ready to fuck all the time. I so. don't even get that energy. Yeah, you're, you're not supposed to. Cause, you I, know, feel you. You I feel you. I feel you. Very demure. But then like when somebody walk up on you, you just got to be ready to fight. When right. You know, when they least expect it. So What's like, your oh, sign? I'm a Sag. Oh, I knew it. A- <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Cause I'm like, cause my best friend is a Sagittarius, but he's a guy. He's very calm, but he will he will cuss you out real yeah. quick. And yeah. I'm from Chicago too, so that's, okay, that's that too. Nice. <laughs> so what so, is your about? Dog is basically. Um, and ongoing, it started off as, you know, just me ranting and, you know, rambling. I'm a blogger. I also work in media. Nice. So, um, as a journalist, you know, when you write editorials, there's certain things you just can't say. Yeah. And I don't like being, you know, restricted so much. So, um, I started off in media. My first internship was at a radio station. Nice. So, I have, like, a background with journalism and radio. But I wanted to, like, take my raw interviews with, like, different celebrities that I do and I wanted to put them in host of my own you know podcast so uh, my friends like why don't you just name it Dainty Thug and I was like oh. hey nobody listen to no Dainty Thug <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like right. it's so like it's, right. it's, 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 it's not cookie cutter like you go like Dainty Thug yeah. But to see it like mentioned, I was enlisted in the Tom's Guide of Best New Podcasts to talk to, uh, talk about. So like to see it like next to like a sea of whiteness, then you see this random dainty thug like yeah, black feminism, nigga, let's yeah, go, like, right, right, <laughs> all the fucking vibes, right. <laughs> so um, basically, I cover pop culture conversations. So you know. All those ashy memes you might see on Facebook. Yeah. I might take a few minutes to talk about, like, why is this ashy? Why yeah. is it trending? Oh, and shit. why are we even talking about it? But let's look at it outside of the surface level and, like, have a conversation about it. Um, a lot of interviews that might not get published in mainstream, like, on different um, news sites, Yeah, I put on Dainty Thug. So okay. um, I have an interview. One of the last interviews with Prodigy from Mob Deep on Dainty Thug. Uh-huh. And Jean Grey. I interviewed Senator Carol Mosley Braun. So, yeah. So I'm always interviewing somebody really interesting. So That's really cool. Yeah. So do you have, like, a blog and a podcast? Or? I have a magazine and a podcast. Oh, Okay, listen. So you might know, not a blog, a magazine. I know that's right. I have an online website. That's what's up. I have a magazine. It's a print and it's digital. It's called Fabulize. Nice. That's pretty much where I started getting a little bit more visibility as an individual with Fabulize. 
and I created this editorial in Fabulize called My Superheroes Are Black, where I would go out and I would, you know, go to Comic-Con and different creative events, such like, like this one, and I would just interview all the black people, that's it. And I'll be very, you know, um, intentional about it. But like, I'm only here for the black people. When I go to New York Comic-Con, I'm only here for the black people. Right. I don't care about who else is here. Just give uh. me the black creatives. So that editorial got so popular um, it was in Huffington Post and stuff like that so wow, I just nice. created like a Facebook group so about 4,000 people in it about <laughs> so you know just a mirror <laughs> But it's um, you know, it's, it talks about it's it centers black feminism, but it's also about you know geekdom and pop culture and you know this man shit that black people want to talk about without white people involved, yeah. you know. And what makes it different is because you know Fabulize is a platform for black feminism, so I'm able to incorporate entertainment from a black feminist perspective, so I can look at something and I don't have to. You know, when I'm not working, I don't have to say, oh, I have to write this report or this article this way. I could go into my superheroes of black or I can go on some fabulous and be like, nah, fuck that. That shit was racist. Word. <laughs> you know how many trash. times everything is trash. <laughs> you know how many times I want to be like, yo, fuck this shit. Racist as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, um, where do you see your podcast in the next year? Um, that's really interesting. I would like to, you know, interview more people. Yeah. I would like to be more interactive. Now that I'm in Jersey, I definitely want to do some things on the Jersey level. Okay. Um, on the Jersey scene and, you know, hit up some Jersey talent and, you know, be more visible. I've only been there only since I've gave birth to my daughter. So I'm just Aww. still kind of new. Trying to, like, you know, see things, know things or whatever. There's so many people here. So I think you should come. I'm from Jersey. I live in Jersey. Where are Jersey? Um, I'm from Newark. Okay, uh, I'm, not far, I'm not far from Newark. Yeah, I'm from Newark. I live in um, North, South Jersey now, but I'm having an event June 9th. Okay, I'm in Elizabeth. Oh, oh, my girlfriend live in Elizabeth. Okay. Um, where are we at? What street? I don't want to say what street. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> later, off, off the line, off the line. I'm near the uh, train station. Okay. So I'm having an event June 9th. Um, Black and Latin Creatives um, is a free mixer event okay. in Jersey City, so you should definitely come through. Yeah, yeah, because I'm like so ignorant to Jersey, yeah. so I've been like, what's popping in Jersey? Word. I be seeing like all like um, I'm not too far from a club called Barco, and they be like, oh, I know they that like, is. getting like Latin night every day. I'm yeah. like, where are the black people? Like, do I have to go to Philly? Like, what's so, happening? So, so it's so much Barco. Well, you ever heard of Dolce? It's in Elizabeth. No, it's close to you. Okay, my girlfriend. She's a artist and an entrepreneur, and she has female ciphers every month. Ooh, come through. Okay, I will. June twenty seventh. I'm gonna hit you up Let on me Instagram. Know. I'll be there. Yo, I will be there. It's a vibe. So, okay. um, thank you so much for stopping. Thank Bye. you for your time. Bye. We gotta talk about coffee and talk- tea. Yes, girl. Because I'm all about tea and some coffee. I got you. Like tea latte. Ah, okay. I'm all about it. I got you. So thank you so much, Rosa Sparks. Thank Day you. Tea Thug. Thank you. It's a vibe. Thank you. All right. Thank. Hey, all right, so I want to take time out to review Tuka and Birdie now streaming on Netflix. It stars Tiffany Haddish, and she's the voice of Tuka the Bird, and 
it's by the creators of Bojack Horseman, like I said previously. And if you like that really dark humor, really, you know, slapstick type of humor, you would definitely like Tuka and Birdie. One is Centers Womanhood. Um, it's basically two friends, two friends that happen to be birds that live in Bird City. And they are best friends. Tuka is more extroverted and she's more free spirited. She's very carefree. She does whatever she wants, whenever she wants, and doesn't really give two fucks about anything or anybody other than herself and her best friend sometimes. Her friend is like the completely yang to her yin. She's more calculating. You know, she deals with a lot of anxiety. She's a little bit more on the um, uh, careful side. You know, she ha- she's, you know, very introverted. However, they used to be roommates. And now that Birdie has a boyfriend, you know, Tuka moved out. And however, Tuka li- like literally lives upstairs from her. But even though they're no longer living together, they are both having separation anxiety, you know, but it's on a different spectrum. It's on different ends of the spectrum for the both of them. For Tuka, you know, for her, you know, she's used to her best friend being around every single day, you know, kind of like, you know, in a way living vicariously through her because like Tuka does whatever she wants and with Birdie you know um Birdie is more mature in a way and she's more of a you know she adults differently and um it's a it's, it's several episodes of them learning how to balance their new life um without living with each other the first two episodes is a little kind of like all over the place. And I don't want to say all over the place like it's not structured. But you really don't know where the show is going the first episode or two. But then like you finally get the pace of what's going on and see how everything, you know, uh, gels together. I really didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Like, I was cracking up. Now, I know Tiffany Haddish, she gets a bad rap for not really being funny. But I think animation is definitely her lane. Because Tuka is hilarious to me, at least. I find her to be like, you know, those people that are like... They have like really big personalities and they seem very fearless and carefree. But then like when you actually talk to them, they're kind of needy. So that's kind of like the personality. I can relate to that personality sometimes. So I definitely appreciate the realness. Now the animation visually is very beautiful. The colors are rich. It has like a really surreal artistic um, scenery to it and it's really cool they talk about a lot of issues that are very relevant to young women um, sexual harassment in the workplace dating sex you know having you know open conversations about sex uh, even sexual transmitted infections um, body image 
um, being able to survive in the world. So I really think it's a cool Netflix series. I actually did a um, review on it for Flickering Myth. You can check that out. I hope they get picked up. I hope they get picked up for a second season because I will definitely watch it. Um, the last episodes, it got really pretty real, you know, but I definitely appreciate a animated series about sisterhood and being best friends and, you know, how much friends really mean to each other. So I hope y'all get a chance to check it out and, you know, and let me know if you like it or not. Cause you know, I think it's pretty dope. I, right? so talk to y'all later, later.